Ramsey's is known for three things. One. Engagement rings. Two. Diamonds. Three. Fashion. And Nola's a fashion city. Diamond hoop earrings. With diamonds on the outside. And on the inside of the hoop. One carat total weight. $2,199 with Earthmine diamonds. $1,099 with Created diamonds. And we've got diamond hoops up to four carats. A three-carat diamond tennis bracelet. Just $2,199 with Created Diamonds. $29.99 with Earthmine Diamonds. And we've got tennis bracelets up to 17 carats. Diamond Riviera necklaces are like a string of pearls. But instead of pearls... It's diamonds all the way around. You'll find eight-carat... Ten-carat... And 15-carat Riviera necklaces at Ramsey's. And as always, fantastic financing is available with approved credit. See the 2022 wish book at Ramsey's.com. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Market starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back. Hour number three, the Sports Hangover. At ESPN Radio NOLA on Twitter, 800-998-1003 here as well. If you'd like to join us in our conversation, coming up in about two minutes, We'll speak with Jim Eichenhofer of your New Orleans Pelicans as he will join us to talk about tonight's game between the Kings and the Pelicans. New Orleans, six-point favorite going into tonight's game. Lakers losing yesterday puts the Pels just two games behind the ninth spot right now. New Orleans, same record as Portland, but have the tenth seed uh, in some tiebreaker situations here as well. Blazers four and six in their last ten. Pelicans six and four in their last 10. So let's chat a little bit about that and bring in Jim now. Jim, as always, appreciate the time, sir. How are you today? I'm good, Gus. Always happy to uh, come on and speak about the Pelicans. Yeah, for sure, man. It, uh, you're going to be busy here for the next 21 games and over the next couple of weeks because uh, there's going to be a lot of interest because you're going to not only be writing about the Pels, but some scoreboard watching here. I saw some people put up some some polls earlier today. I think it was you. Yeah, it was you that put up the poll. What team are we scoreboard watching the most? I voted. I said Portland, right, because that's the team that's sort of tied with the Pels. I know the Lakers are on there as well, but what, what team is winning right now in your poll? 
Yeah, the last I checked, it was overwhelmingly uh, the Lakers were in front. I think it was <laughs> something like 70% was up yeah, there. There it is, 73.4. People, <laughs> the people have definitely spoken in terms of the Lakers. But you know what? It's interesting, though, because I can see the case for Portland for kind of obvious reasons of they're tied with them for 10th right now. But I also can see the case for San Antonio in terms of they might be positioned better than Portland to try to get that 10th seed because, as everyone knows, Portland has traded their some of their main guys, including C.J. McCollum, and uh, yeah. they've kind of gone with young guys. So, I mean, I can see a case for really all three of those options, but I think the the optimism and enthusiasm that people have for the Pelicans based on how they played as well as what they did head-to-head against the Lakers as well as the fact that Pelicans have a chance to get the Lakers' um, first-round pick when you add all that stuff together, I think that's why the vote ended up so okay. far being overwhelmingly towards the Lakers. Level of 1 to 10, how uh, – no, I know the answer already. It was a 10. What was like Sunday watching that game? And as I mentioned it with Jake Madison earlier this morning, there's a lot of different reasons why I think Pels fans enjoy any time to beat the Lakers. But I saw some sure. basketball things that really excited me on the court that the team did to make me – really get it you know into that game what 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 stood out to you in that win other than obviously being up 30 at a point in the game yeah I mean I think they just kind of overwhelmed the Lakers the intensity level was just totally different um I was surprised by the way the Lakers looked uh kind of disinterested and not very motivated there was mm-hmm. a couple plays where Pelicans got an easy basket and you rewatch the play and look at what L.A. did defensively, and you're like, what are these guys doing right now? It didn't seem like there was much movement or much intensity. Um, I was going to answer your 1 through 10 question by saying 14 <laughs> was my answer. But, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and, I mean, I don't need to tell any of Pelicans fans. I mean, I'm sure they all enjoyed the heck out of that game just for a million reasons. But a lot of that uh, go back even to – 2019 so mm-hmm. um but i don't i don't think i'm saying anything that anybody around here doesn't already know you know it's interesting you look at at the the western conference right now the the suns without cp man being out six to eight weeks that that hurts right i mean the season ends in seven so mm-hmm. i mean it that hurts where they're going to be obviously him coming back in the postseason gonna be something at some point you expect anthony davis to come back obviously the lakers are different when He's on that roster. The Warriors all of a sudden are in a slump right now. They they can't seem to win a game, blowing a game by 19 to Dallas. I, I don't know, Jim. I, we've been talking baseball with the lockout. But in baseball, you get mm-hmm. teams that get hot towards the postseason, and you don't want to play them. Do you think that can happen in basketball where a team can get hot and it can kind of carry into the postseason? Gus, you're getting me really excited right now with what you're laying out. <laughs> but- but, um, no, I, I definitely think it's possible. I think it's a lot more likely that you would see a team that, say, gets in the playoffs as like a seven or eight seed make a run in the playoffs if they revamp the roster in the middle of the season the way the Pelicans just did. I don't think you see too many teams that get, you know, they're a seven or eight seed because that's mm-hmm. what they earned based on the roster they had throughout the whole season. You don't see too many teams like that that jump up into the playoffs and all of a sudden say, oh, yeah, we can beat a two seed or a one seed or whatever. And I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that the I know the Pelicans can can do that, but um, I think you have more um, 
intrigue, I guess maybe is the right word for it, when you see the way that they've played in the last couple games and you factor in that C.J. McCollum is playing incredibly well. And just it took them a little while to adjust to, as is usually the case when you make a big trade. But mm-hmm. um, I think the potential of the team is really high. And I, I'm in, instead of trying to predict or forecast what it's going to be, I'd, I think right now I'm just kind of enjoying the, the possibilities of what they can do. And I think that they could they could be dangerous, but I mean, right now, obviously, they you got to make sure that you at least get into the play in tournament, which on paper right now is not a guaranteed. But I mean, if they play the way they've been the last couple games, you would think that they'll definitely be there at the after eighty two games. I think with the way this season sort of gone, speaking with Jim Eichenhofer, Pelicans dot com covers your New Orleans Pelicans. Um, is you know, with not having Zion all point of the season, you don't know if he's going to come back or not this year or not. I, I think to get to a first round series would be would be impressive to me. And what I mean by that is get mm-hmm. to the play in game, win the play in game, and then get into that first round series. I understand fully. That might be the Suns, that might be the Warriors. I get sure. that. But I think that would be one heck of a job by Willie Green in a team that started out one twelve. Absolutely. I mean I think we were talking kind of a little bit about stepping stones that, sure. I mean, whatever progress you make this year, maybe then you can build upon that next year. Um, it's a lot easier, I think, to go into next season saying our goals are very lofty and we can make progress if you at least did accomplish the getting into the playing tournament and then, like you said, winning your way through that. I mean, realistically right now it looks like the best that they're going to do unless something really – unforeseen happens the best they can finish the regular season is probably ninth because the eighth place team the Clippers I think is about six games ahead of the Pelicans which there's not there's probably not enough time to make up that gap especially since even though LA doesn't have Paul George right now or hasn't hasn't had Kawhi all season that's a lot of games to try to cover and with only 20 or so left in the season so really if they finish say hypothetically best case they do finish ninth um they're they're gonna have to win two games without losing to get into the playoffs but if they play like i said the way they have these last two games i think it's doable basically if you're the nine seed you host the 10 seed so they have a home game if they finish ninth and then they if they win that then they have to go on the road to face whoever loses the seven eight game so i mean if you get into the playing tournament you definitely have a chance to get into the playoffs it's not like you have to win five or six games the way it is in the ncaa tournament or that kind of thing where it's a little bit unlikely mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they if they can keep playing uh, really well, I think they have a shot. So the Kings, man, they've gotten two wins on the Pels this season. They made a trade at the trade deadline, but it was one that I don't know if Kings fans were happy about. It kind of surprised a lot of people, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that trade came out of nowhere. I mean, to me, when I heard that they had traded Halliburton, I was really surprised. Um, DeMontis Sabonis is a really good player. But I do, I do wonder if people maybe went a little bit overboard with the criticism of that trade. I, I, to me, it was just more shocking than it was necessarily, you know, like a terrible trade or whatever. Um, but I think the problem that they've had is really remains the same, which is that they're one of the poor defensive teams in the league. And no matter how you shuffle the pieces around offensively, if you give up the numbers that they give up on the defensive end and you're just not a, not efficient, it's really hard to be consistent um a few of the guys just looking through the numbers of, and watching them a little bit lately the last couple of weeks since they made that trade they have some guys that are playing really well but they still right. haven't been able to get wins because like i said they're giving up too many points 
on the defensive end, which was really also kind of the Pelicans' problem initially during the first four or five games after they made the trade. But the offense was pretty good, but the the defense was, you know, putting them in in holes. And I think that's really what Sacramento has to try to overcome, which is going to be pretty tough to do, you know, with a month plus left in the season. Jim spoke with uh, Jake Madison a little bit earlier today and asked him about some matchups that kind of favor the Pels. He said one of the things that obviously has hurt the Pels in the first two games is some guy named De'Aaron Fox. (laughs) So, I mean, when you look at tonight's matchup, what what have you seen differently in how the Pels perhaps attack dynamic point guards or defend point guards that can sort of take over since the last time they faced the Kings? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I'm not sure what the Pelicans are going to do in terms of Herb Jones has been kind of their their right. the ace card that they can play defensively. He was going LeBron a, Right, right. I mean, they, they could potentially put him on De'Aaron Fox at it's nice to have a guy that you can say the opponent, the opposing team has one player that we really need to try to shut down or contain, and you have a defender like Herb that you can put on him. And the two games that were played against the Pelicans early, they were both really early in the season. So at that point, I don't think Herb had really established himself as necessarily the force that he is now, especially the first of those two games that was still way back in October. I mean, he was in the starting lineup by that point, but I think – we all know the progress and development that he's made, so it's possible that they're in a better. The Pelicans are in a better position to try to do something against De'Aaron Fox to not let him go for 35, 40 points the way he has in a few of the games, especially in the last couple seasons. And I do think that if the Pelicans have a good defensive night tonight, that you know they have a really good chance to win because, like I said, the right now the matchup of the Pelicans' offense versus the Kings' defense definitely looks very much in favor of New Orleans, at least based on recent trends. Jim, just 11 games, including tonight, remain over at the Smoothie King Center. How important do you think it is to, to make that place uh, a place where um, it, it's the kind of environment and really a place where it, it needs to be wins? Only 21 left, 11 are at home. i got to make them all count, right? I mean, am I low in saying that I need at least seven of those 11 to be wins? Yeah, you know, I haven't really thought about it in terms of specifically – the number of wins that they need. But I, I'd say, you know, just off the top of my head, that's probably a pretty good number that they need seven, you know, seven or eight wins out of 11. Um, they do have, on paper, I think the schedule does get a little bit easier. They do have some tough road games, though, coming up. They play Denver and Memphis on this next road trip coming up. And then towards the very tail end of the season, they have a four, I think it's a four or five game road trip where they play out west including a game against Sacramento. Um, and I think there's one against the Lakers and the Clippers as well. So, but, but you're right in terms of, I mean, this is probably the case for every team in the NBA that's trying to accomplish something. I mean, you have to, you have to be able to win a, a, a big chunk of your home games. And um, they had a stretch, I think it was really probably late December through late January where they were really good at home. And then recently, They've had some home losses, but so but they need to they definitely need to get back to where they were really starting to be in a groove as far as beating. They really, I think, were beating all of the teams that were below 500 at home, and then also picking up some good wins against some of the quality teams like mm-hmm. um, Cleveland and teams like that. 
has there been any talk in the office? Is there like an email chain on on what you know what you guys are going to do for Todd's like health if he starts calling games that perhaps you know put the Pels into the postseason or if there's final game <laughs> of the year, Jim, you know, and if the Pels win, final <laughs> shot goes in. Like, is there EMS standing by? You know, you know what? Happen? There there hasn't been an email chain, but yeah. I, I feel like you know I, I I'll speak for Daniel Sellerson and I that we. I think in some ways we've kind of informally appointed ourselves as Todd's, like, you know, yeah. mental health consultants, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure right what the right word, assistants, maybe. Yeah. I think we, we've tried to do as much as we can to, to keep him in a good state of mind. And But I will say I, I hope to see what happens when, if, if that scenario plays out, I would like to see it. And we'll, we'll hope for the best for Todd, but... I mean, he's going to have to take one for the team. and No, I'm with you. I mean, you know. Dramatic, it's, dramatic yeah. games. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> that sends him down the street. That sends him down the street. But, look, man, all I know is this. Uh, he needs to go do some cardio because I, I keep looking at it. Every game is important. March 26th, hosting San Antonio, hosting the Lakers, Portland Lakers, at L.A., at Sacramento, Portland, April 7th. I, I honestly think mm-hmm. you're going to find that. I mean, the 26th through April 7th. I mean, those are the teams around you. Those are the teams above and below you. I I think we'll know before we go into that final three games, you know, plays. I, we'll know if the Pels are in or not. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it is interesting if you look at the scope of their remaining 21 games. I I, I looked at this recently, so I, I can't remember what it is updated now. But, I mean, there was a big chunk of games that were – if you add it up, I mean, there were still two games against Portland total. Mm-hmm. There was, there's still two against the Lakers. There's two against the Spurs. Um, I'm forgetting somebody. Two against Sacramento. I mean, it is interesting how it lines up to where you're playing against a lot of the teams that you're you're vying with in the in the standings. So, mm-hmm. which I, I think is great because you, it, I mean, as much as the scoreboard watching as we're doing, and Daniel and I have also been trying to help Graf along in his path towards. <laughs> being able to responsibly scoreboard watch. Um, it is nice to have some head-to-head games yeah. so you don't have to worry about other yeah. results from other teams. No, uh, this just in. You may want to call in to get those tickets. March 27th, Sunday, 6 p.m., the Lakers. <laughs> like, you know, that, that might be yeah. an important game. I'm sure. To, to, and then you got to go to L.A. and play them after you play Portland. That'll be an interesting three-game stretch. Host Lakers yeah, at Portland at sure. L.A. Yikes. And that's right before San Antonio, like I said. It's going to be crazy. Thank you, Jim, for your time this afternoon, sir. All right, Gus. I enjoyed it. Thanks a lot for having me. But for sure, Jim Eichenhofer covers your New Orleans Pelicans. Give him a follow over on Twitter at Jim underscore Eichenhofer. And if you want to go to the game, now is the time. Buddy is ready. He is stretched. He's ready to reach for the phone. 800-998-1003. Four tickets. They're all together. They're nice. Lower bowl. You're going to get a great view. Go check out the game tonight. If you want to, call now. It's the Sport Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. 
Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the king at 909-KING. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking. Served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 7% on Jamaican offers. Twitter poll. Who are you going to be scoreboard watching the most? I get it. I understand. And last night, Lakers losing to the Mavericks. LaBoo James. Until you stump me out, cut my head off, bury me 12 feet under, then I got a chance. So that's my confidence. As long as we got more games to play, we still have a chance. You know, I hate losing. I feel like poop right now. But tomorrow is a new day, and I'm going to be prepared and ready for, for the Clippers on Thursday. But that's just that's my mindset. That's just who I am. By the way, I, I tried to get Travis on. Now he filled in with Jordan, General D., Last Friday for me. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, I, uh, can't get them on. I, every time I call the number, it's, uh, doo, 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 this number is no longer in service. I, I, I'm just hoping that he's still over there at the kingdom. I mean, that was his direct line over there at the kingdom to make sure he's okay. You know, it's just double checking if that was the, uh, <laughs> poor, poor Travis. Hey, look, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, Kingdoms, dynasties come and go, right? I mean, lots of fans watched Game of Thrones. One, one second you're up here, the next second you don't have your head, you know? And, and there's another dynasty. I, you're more than welcome, Travis. You're more than welcome. Um, I might start taking applications, you know, and looking to fill the role of, you know, instead of the king's scribe, you, you might be, you know, the Pell's scribe or something, you know, to go out there and promote and, you know, do all those things. I, you know, I just maybe we'll talk in the off season. See how things tend to go when it comes to that, as well. But you got to, got to. I got. I almost, I almost feel. I honestly almost feel for Travis in the kingdom. Jay Wills uh, this morning. I don't want to see LeBron James stumble down the stretch fighting for a nine or ten seed and have something happen to him at this part of the season. Hundred percent. I, I know you. You said it the other day, and I, I, I hate even thinking this way, but just. And this is why LeBron is going to be in the GOAT conversation, him and MJ, because he's always going to want to fight for it. And I love this about LeBron. But this team doesn't fight for it the way LeBron James 
fights for it. So I'm watching him single-handedly try to fight, and I'm like, please, Lord, don't roll an ankle. Please, Lord, don't have your knee happen. Not for fighting for a 9 or 10 seed. Not at the age of 37 years old. What? It's like he's out there by him damn self. This is where we are. <laughs> Let us pray. <laughs> I need it. Where I need, you know, Jordan. We need, we need some music. We need some, uh, some church music. You know. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> Poor LeBron. Oh, not really. Huh. Anyway, I also wanted to play some things here. Uh, I was talking about again some news coming out of the combine. We played Brian Gunkist. Saying he hadn't heard anything. Bruce Arians about Tom Brady. The door is open uh, from that stand packed up of it as well. You heard Jordan say Matt Corral, who spoke today, the Ole Miss quarterback, say, you know, what about the Falcons? For him? Look, I'm telling you, it, it's going to be interesting to see if the Panthers and if the Falcons pass on quarterbacks in the NFL draft, picking in the top ten, and going elsewhere. Some mock drafts have them going offensive line with the Panthers, offensive line or receiver for the Falcons. Others have them going with quarterbacks that are out there as well. There's Matt Corral earlier today said he spoke with the Dirty Bird. I mean, absolutely. I, I talked to the Falcons. I want to say they were my they're, they're the second team that I spoke to. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'd absolutely have no problem with that. You know, at, I'm a competitor, but at the same time, I do absolutely want to be a guy. I'm, I'm absolutely going to push, you know, Matt Ryan, and I'm going to learn as much as I can from him. I'm dumb to not, you know, learn from a guy like that, because at the end of the day, he's a guy that I want to be like. Like, I want to be on a team 10 plus years and be that franchise quarterback. That I, I want to I be a smart and absorb as much information as I can. Which is kind of one of the things you wonder if he's available there at 18, even if you resign Jameis Winston, say two year deal, 16 to 20. Um, do you go with a player that again is coming back off of a high ankle sprain? Again, he'll should be ready for the season. My, my only thing with him is he ran a ton at Ole Miss. And again, it's garnered Lamar Jackson and MVP still waiting to sign that massive deal, by the way. And that's one of the questions. It's one of the things that I wouldn't say. I'm off on with him or scares me, but I I referenced it the year he got hurt in the playoffs two seasons ago. When you run that much and you are that much of the rushing attack on your football team, it takes one hit and it may not even be a helmet to helmet. It, it just, it could be how you land. It could be sliding and your head hits the turf. And you're concussed. I'm not even talking about injury to his knee, his ankle, his shoulder. You know, normal things that can happen on a normal tackle. Because every time that he runs, it isn't just a slide. Now, mobility with Russell Wilson, mobility even with Jameis. And again, you can't say, well, if Jameis stayed in the pocket, he wouldn't have tore his knee. Devin White grabbed him by the back. I mean, it was a horse collar. There's a reason specifically that play is why that play is outlawed. In the NFL, specific for that very reason, because it could tear your knee down, and it did. But you want that mobility, right? I mean, Taysom Hill suffered concussions. I mean, he's gets injured. I mean, but that's my only thing with Corral. I, I think that mobility is a plus. You're seeing that in the NFL. You want guys that can be mobile. 
can extend plays, pick up first downs. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Burrow at times you saw him. And again, I think you're going to see more of that with, with that knee improving and getting better. You don't want them to run all the time. You, you got to be able to escape a bit. Got to be able to put that that in there. But you have to throw. And I, I, I just saw progression with him. I think leading is important as well. Guys that can come in and win a locker room and do those things. Um, it's just interesting because Corral was asked about that, obviously, about taking care of his body and how can he with that style of play. He runs a lot. Uh, I don't think that was necessarily a theme. It was just of you know me being able to take care of my body, my aggressive play uh, when I run the ball, understanding that I can't you know, play like that at the next level. I know that I can. Um, and I think they just want to hear me say that. But, um, you know, it's just not taking that necessary. You just get out of bounds. You need to get out of bounds and get down when you need to get down. Pull the ball away when you know you can't make any other play. So, I mean, to them, them having an understanding that I understand that, I think that helps a lot. Oh, let's see. Um, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to kind of see what, what, what the Pels, what the Pels, what the, um, the Saints sort of do at that spot at 18. Chris Olav. Uh, the receiver from the Buckeyes spoke today, specifically mentioning the Saints and Michael Thomas. Mike Thomas a couple times, uh, called him a couple times. and gave me a lot of advice. Uh, he's a great role model to me, uh, one of the best receivers in the game uh, for previous years and, and years to come. So uh, just to get, just to be able to communicate with him and, He's an Ohio State legend, so uh, just to be able to, uh, like I said, communicate with him and uh, send texts back and forth and see see uh, from his perspective uh, what they expect, and uh, just to be able to uh, use him as a use him as a uh, a guy to, to lean on. I feel like it's huge. So it's great. Have you met with the Saints uh, this week so far? Uh, yes, sir. I met with the Saints on Monday. Also, uh, it was a great meeting. Love to be there. Uh, New Orleans is a good city. I played in New Orleans one time against Clemson and uh, ended up uh, being good. So uh, it would be a great organization, like I said. And, uh, Mike Thomas is there. They got a lot of Buckeyes there. And, uh, I love to keep that Buckeye pipeline. Hmm. Be interesting to sort of see if uh, you know they go that route again. I that's my only thing. I, I I'd love to get Russ. I'd love to get Rogers. You're trading for them. So I, I think the problem is. And it's not a problem. I, I understand the reasoning behind that, and, and it would make sense to go do that. Those guys can help you. What It is kind of, you know, what's the trade-off? Giving up some first-round picks? Giving up a player? I mean, Seattle's going to be a high asking price. Green Bay will be asking price. I mean, you're talking about guys that have played in the Super Bowl or won MVPs. Huh? be interesting to sort of see. Again, tomorrow... The combine workouts begin. Tight end, quarterback, receiver. Running starts at 4 p.m. Last player off the field, 11 p.m. So it's now prime time. You can see the workouts. You can go check it out. Uh, the 40-yard dash and all that stuff. Friday, it's offensive line and running back, 4 p.m. That's when it starts. Defensive line, linebacker, Saturday, 4 p.m. And on Sunday, it's 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. With the defensive backs running their 40s starting at 2 p.m. Again, uh, Derek Stingley Jr. has already said he's not doing anything until the LSU Pro Day in April 7th. Again, he's recovering from Liz Frank injury here as well, so that's expected. Corral's not throwing at the combine. Again, he's healing up. Six to eight weeks was his recovery uh, in time as well. Quick break. We come back. More of the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
Within days of Hurricane Ida making landfall, Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacies were up and running, providing vital medication to our patients and visitors. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding you the lowest cost available on your medications. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let us review your options with you. Located in Rouse's Supermarket on Highway 3235 in La Rose or at the Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff, we treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 8 800-489-6985. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-489-6985 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-489-6985 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800 800- 489-6985. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Kyrie is a master at what he does. Kyrie is walking around wearing a green jacket, working out with high school teams and college basketball teams and NBA teams. Like, he is that special, special of a talent. And when you think about what he adds to the Brooklyn Nets, that is such an extra pop for a team that scoring-wise is one of the most gifted teams there is in the NBA. G.J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Oh, big soccer, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back. It is the Sports Hangover. Nothing like getting Jordan Kleber back on here for a quick second. Sir, I want to ask you one thing. Uh, your opinion wise, I, I don't know if it, I think it's one of the questions of the day, right? About LeBron, is it? Did I tell you about that, or did I not get to it? I gave you like uh, fifteen. Um, it might have just been me just chit chatting this morning at breakfast because I was listening to first take and obviously screaming. A uh, was asking, should he have been? Should he regret going to the? This tomorrow. Or whenever we get Travis back on, because again, it's apparently the line's going to, you know, that e, 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 it's busy, it's disconnected all of a sudden on uh, the kingdom. But funny how that works. Yeah, funny how that works. Because I'm just wondering on this. Would you trade for LeBron right now? Hell no. Colin Coward last, remember earlier in the week, was it Monday that he posted that Miami should give up Kyle Lowry? Uh, Tyler Hero, three first-round picks, and go get him. And everyone's like, well, exactly. Well, why would you do that for Miami? Um, he mentioned at the All-Star break, hey, I haven't closed the door in Cleveland, and everybody that covered Cleveland, like, wait, wait a minute, man. I don't know if you'd be welcome back that much in, in terms of taking away all that young talent and stuff. And that's what I mean by this. Look, you saw him in last night's loss. You saw him in the Pelicans' loss, right? His 530-point game. The guy can still play, but... Is he someone right now that you would trade young assets and draft picks for to get possibly 
possibly a ring? Because I don't think it's guaranteed anymore, right? Wherever LeBron goes, he's going to win it. I, I don't know. Especially with what you're seeing with some of the teams in the East with the Nets and the Sixers making their moves. Miami is strong. Milwaukee's still the defending NBA champions. They're not bad. We saw how hot Atlanta got towards the end of last year. I mean, there there's some teams in the East here that, you know, oh, by the way, you may want to watch if you ever think about going to New York. I mean, where, where are they going anywhere soon in the next future? They can't even settle on their head coach, and they're unhappy there. So, I, I don't I, – I honestly – like, I'm not being a LeBron hater. You know, we have fun with that on the show. But I don't know if I'm trading for him right now. Like, even if I'm the Pels, who would I trade that they would want in first-round picks? And again, he wouldn't come here. But I'm just saying, like, would you even trade for him? Would you? And you said, heck no. No, I, I, I wouldn't trade for him. I'd rather see what these younger pieces have to offer. And who... Who's to say? I mean, then you're going to have the whole situation like you have in LA. There's going to be that added pressure, that unnecessarily added pressure that LeBron adds, uh, and there's just going to be a whole uproar from the the national media. And it's basically if they don't win the first year that he's here, then it's almost that narrative. Well, he's bound to leave you again. So what are you left with after that? He's only getting older as the years go on. And that just means that his trade value is going to decline. So if he does come here and you do want to ship him off to another team you want to go, and he wants to go somewhere else, hey, what can you get for an aging LeBron James? So I would ra- much rather keep my younger pieces. And I really like the direction that the Pelicans are going into. And that's just strictly from the Pelicans' perspective. You know what's interesting as well about this? And, and I don't know if I'm right and maybe this could be a, a debatable topic one day that we can discuss here as well. But I know a lot of things are compared between Michael and LeBron, Jordan, and, and James. But, like, I, again, just sitting here at breakfast talking with Coach Fry and others at the table, Connors, RSID, Los Hoops as well. But, you know, I'm just sitting here like, I, I think my thing with LeBron is – all right, here's my statement. Who has he made better? Like, is he the type of superstar that makes you better? And again, I'm not hating. I'm legitimately asking this. Like, Drew Brees made other players around him better. He made average line linemen better, receivers that were not drafted higher better. In terms of this, I think getting players to do their jobs, their roles at the best of their ability combined with your greatness makes you a good to great team. Like, when I look at the Bulls winning their six titles, Scottie Pippen's a Hall of Famer, right? Dennis Rodman, Hall of Famer. Two different time frames, a second, three-peat with with Dennis. But Pippen, like, would he have been a Hall of Famer? I, I think playing alongside Michael, helping Michael, being a very key contributor... Made him, took that level. Your, your BJ Armstrong, Steve Kerr, Luke Longley, other guys that, you know, again, in their roles on those teams helped win championships. You gotta have help. That's not what I'm saying, but he helped them understand this is what I need from you. If not literally, he'd slug them at practice or he wasn't this great team. Like he was there too. Are you helping me? And, and that's something you hear LeBron be like, LeBron goes about, you're here to help me win titles. But does he do it on the court 
to help them. And the reason I'm bringing this up, Jordan, is because when you look at it, the move for AD wasn't really that good for him. Kyle Kuzma finally looks like he's coming into his own this year, right? And has become a decent player. Brandon Ingram, since the trade, was voted to the All-Star team, was an All-Star teamer, right? And this year has played like a guy that should have gone this year. Lonzo Ball signed a max contract with the Bulls this year, got better, perhaps, um, in three-point shooting and things of that nature since he left the Lakers. Like, if he would have maybe coached him up, embraced them, maybe long-term would have been better. And I understand in his world, it's winning right now, this year, what can we do to, and I get that. But when you look at the guys that they let go and the draft picks, if he would have been one of those players that helps, cause, and I bring that up because, again, the guy that he's chasing, forget Michael, I'm talking about in L.A., it's Kobe. And it took Kobe a while to get that, right? He was the ball hog, he was the guy. And until he embraced some of those other teammates and brought and coached up some of the other guys, that's when he won a title again after Shaq. And I just, I, I look at that, I'm looking at LeBron's career. If anything, I could almost make the case on the other side. I mean, Kevin Love all of a sudden was talked about terrible when he paired up with LeBron, and he was really good, you know, before that. Kyrie Irving couldn't stand playing with him and got out of there. Poor Chris Boss joined the Miami Heat for the big three, and he was always the scapegoat when Miami didn't do well, right? It was always Chris Boss's fault, who, by the way, <laughs> went to the Hall of Fame. So, like, I'm looking at it, right? I mean, LeBron shows up to L.A., get rid of all of these young players. I can't win with them. They turn out to be Hall of Famers, max signing deals. Josh Hart, you think Josh Hart could help on this team? You know what I'm saying? It's like, and legitimately, I'm looking at that this morning, and like, I'm really wondering if that's not going to be part of his legacy. Like, who has he picked up and taken him to another level or helped build around the team? I, I, I really honestly can't think of any. I think the best opportunity would have been over in, in, in Cleveland if he would have stayed over there with Kyrie Irving. Him and Kyrie could have stayed. I think that, that could have been the duo to do it with. Almost not, uh, MJ and Pippen, but I, I think that could have been his guy right. for the long run if he would have, if he were to stay in Cleveland and Kyrie Irving was willing to stay there as well. Yeah. But as you know, that whole situation, that situation played out. So. And that's why I spoke with Coach Fry earlier today about continuity and, you know, getting people to play together. I mean, look, I, I was speaking about it again this morning. I mean, I, he brought Russell Westbrook in. That's who he, they like him. I mean, they, they are friends. They get along. I mean, they, now he's know, thought about it as a bum. Well, no, you can't wait to get rid of him. I mean, the report today that he and the Lakers have come to an agreement that it's probably best to move on this summer. So they're going to try to move him in again, but teams are going to want that 27 to 29 first round pick. To go along with Russell Westbrook. So, so now, you know, and again, I just, I'm just sitting here. Look, this team was handpicked the last several years since LeBron's been there. Him and Clutch Sports handpicked. This is what they want to do. So it's just interesting when you look at it, I guess, from that perspective, um, on those players and, and who makes other players better. You know, can they win sustainability and, and all those things? I just, it's just, it's nuts to kind of look at it. Cause honestly, if you're the Lakers, the best thing to do is move AD and LeBron and just start. All, I, I just, no, don't I mean, know. It's, it's not a bad, you know? it's not a bad idea because you could get, you could still get a lot for Absolutely. them in return if it's the right circumstance. Yeah. But as far as if I know, this is New Orleans based radio station. So in terms of, <laughs> in terms of the Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah, would I'm you? Saying, would you I, ship Zion? Would you ship? Brandon I'm saying Ingram? hell you, no. I'm, yeah. I'm hanging up the phone. 
Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm kind of like, you know what, let's just see what sort of happens here. And again, it's all along the lines of what I'm thinking, you know, with Russ or, or Aaron. Look, obviously, if Sean's still here, so I, I just think changing it and moving it, I, I don't know if you're if you do the, the all-in. And then again, look at the Rams, right? They win. They won their title. I don't know. I, I just I, I kind of think part of the fun is the ride. Part of the fun is the build. Right. Part of the ride is um, seeing that progression and then realizing, you know, sort of that dream. Now, look, I, again, I'm not saying that there wouldn't be a large crowd on Porgeris or downtown if the Saints went the Rams route and were all in and traded the next three first-round picks for Russell Wilson and they win the Super Bowl next year, that it wouldn't be like that. Um I don't know. I, I think you do have to think though, over the next couple of years, you know, more more than anything. Because, I, I mean, the, again, not a bad thing for the Pels, but the Lakers right now. I mean, <laughs> those picks are looking really yeah, good. Those picks are finally looking really good to see what happens. All right, man. Um, Jeffrey wound up winning the four tickets today. So, Jordan, you can't go to the game. We're going to give him the Jeffrey. Dang it. I know. Um, the next game's the Jazz, though, on Friday. Maybe we'll give away Jordan's tickets for that. I don't know. But six-point favorites as we let you go, sir. Win or loss tonight? Pels better. I think the Pels have to win tonight in, in order to show me that, hey, this team, it's, it wasn't just a two-game fluke. Yeah. They don't let me have... see. Let me, this is a must. I mean, it's a game that you should win if you beat those other two teams the previous the previous games. I so agree. if you show me that you can beat the Suns and the um, – God, I'm losing yes. – the. Oh, the yeah, Lakers. The, the Lakers. Lakers, the Lakers yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. No problem. All right, buddy. Thank you as always today. We'll speak with you tomorrow. All right. Talk to you tomorrow, guys. Right, there he goes, Jordan Cleaver. Final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. It's time to have fun, so come on in. Come on in and win. It's magic. Come and feel the magic. Cash magic. Great news for our video poker players. Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Yes, Jeffy will be enjoying the game tonight. And again, as always, uh, keep it here. We will... 
be having tickets to give away throughout the rest of the season here. 21 games remain, 11 are left over at the Smoothie King Center. Pelicans, six-point favorites. They were seven at the beginning of the day. They're now just six-point favorite of the Kings. Kings have taken the first two of the four-game matchup here. So it's something to kind of keep an eye on and see how this is going to wind up here. And again, when you look at that schedule towards the end, it's going to be an interesting stretch. They're all important. I get that. They're all important. you got the Kings twice. Tonight, and then the next time, I'll be at Sacramento, Tuesday, April 5th. So I'll just go through the quickly just to kind of break it down and look at it. But you got Sacramento, Utah this week at home. Tonight and Friday. Sunday, you're at Denver. Tuesday night, a week from yesterday, Memphis. That'll be on TNT, 6.30. be the early game of their doubleheader next Tuesday at Memphis. By the way, Ja had 52 last night. You know, I, I in that highlight package, in that win, I, I was talking about it wasn't Monday. It was one of those days that they just played. Um, but he had 52 points. And he had an unbelievable catch and shoot, fall away in midair, baseline, left baseline by the, the Grizzlies bench at, before the, the end of the first half. That was ridiculous. He had a poster dunk in the first half. Just incredible. And I honestly, we can talk about this later on in the week, especially as we build into that. Man, I, I see shades of Kobe and Michael in him. Like, just, his tenacity, the ways he can he can play. I mean, when you remember them when they first started, they weren't, and, and they still never really were physically imposing. They got more muscular and bigger as their careers went along. But when they first started, when you go back to the early days of, of the Bulls, when they played in Chicago Stadium, right, before the United Center, before the Bulls started winning championships, I, I mean, it, it was Michael just, I mean, dunking on everybody, just getting that crowd that was non-existent, all of a sudden, you know, they were playing in front of sellouts. And, and and there's parts of that highlight where you see what the FedEx Center, you know, looks all of a sudden like in Memphis. I mean, that place is insane, you know. Now, granted, they're, they're third in the West. And, and you look at the injuries to the Suns and, and the way the Warriors are playing, you just, I mean, magical season. But there, there, there are some things that I'm seeing in him and you just watch in those plays, the highlights, the crossovers, the drive to the basket, the layups, the defensive plays. But in particular, in that 52-point game, I don't know if you all saw that highlight of him catching it in the air, falling away towards the corner, floating, and then hitting that shot. And the poster, like, it, it was – you literally – started feeling, at least me, and I remember when WGN not only played my Cubs, but part of the reason I became a Bulls fan and was a Jordan fan was watching them play. You know, the WGN aired Bulls games. And 7 o'clock during basketball season, I'd put it on. There's the Bulls. And you didn't want to miss it because you never knew at any game on at any point you were going to see a Gatorade commercial highlight. You know, you were going to see something spectacular, a an insane dunk, a 
an incredible shot, a defensive, like you were just, you had to watch. And I almost feel like that with Ja right now. I mean, I, when he's playing, and they're going to have more and more games on TNT, on ESPN, especially next year after this season. But legitimately, you, you, you're seeing per game just a, that's ridiculous. I mean, look, in our group text message, me, Jordan, a couple other buddies, we're doing it all the time. We're doing it all the time. You know, especially now with social media, you'll see a highlight, you'll see something, um, you know, sent out that's easy to kind of follow. But yeah, man, I, he he is, and there's nothing wrong in saying that. That's good. That's fine. I, I, again, I think a possible eventual Pels Grizzlies sort of rivalry can happen. I really, honestly believe that. You, you never know. Um, all it takes is a healthy Zion Williamson, and I'm not, you know, holding out too much. Um, never know. Maybe, maybe this guy can come in by the time that the playoffs come, or if it's not, and he plays next season and he's healthy, you know. And can play most, if not a full season. Why can't the Pelicans with this roster next year um, not be the Grizzlies? I mean, you'll have primarily most of those people back next year. They're under contract and everything. So let's see what happens tonight. Pels taking on Sacramento. Again, 7 o'clock is your tip time. 6.30 is the pregame. Daniel will have things uh, tipped off there. Then it's the graph with the call. We'll obviously have coverage on that tomorrow. LSU-UNO baseball happening up at the box. We'll touch on that. And um, Tulane baseball playing again today. They won 23-1 yesterday against Southeastern. So we'll recap that. They got a men's game going on. We'll see what Nichols is doing. We're going to have Mike Silva on as well. He's the head coach of the Colonels. And Matt Reiser, Southeastern head baseball coach. So we'll do all that tomorrow and keep you, uh, keep you uh, posted on what's going on with the NFL Combine as well and see if... Dennis Allen speaks, head coach of the Saints. So thanks for chiming in today and joining us. Our thanks to Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints, Jake Madison, Locked On Pels here as well, Tim Grubbs, and Jim Eichenhofer of the Pelicans. It's the Sports Hangover. Matt Moscone after further review is next on ESPN New Orleans.